Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblock you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. Now, today's episode is going to be a really difficult one in some ways, but I think a really rewarding one in many, many ways. So, Dr. Walker? Yeah, that's right. Um, We are very blessed and honored to have the commander of the 51st Intelligence Squadron at Shaw, Lieutenant Colonel Jason Kolcher, with us here today. And he has uh, very graciously agreed to discuss with us a recent, uh, very difficult situation that he's experienced, um, he and his family, and uh, talk to us about how he used a number of of good resilience and coping skills to uh, get past that and to keep powering on and to continue to excel in his position of extreme responsibility. So uh, with that said, Colonel Culture, please uh, share what, what you're comfortable telling us. Yeah, no, first, thank you for having me. Thanks, sir. Um, yep, so about six weeks after I took command last July, uh, towards the end of August, my wife uh, was 26 weeks pregnant. She got very ill, went to the hospital, and uh, my son Andrew was born early, and um, uh, the next day he passed away. And uh, just the, uh, the loss, uh, the feeling of pain, the feeling of uh, not knowing how I'm going to go on, not... Uh, wanting to get up out of bed every morning and then just having to uh, take care of my two young daughters uh, as well as my wife as she kind of recovered and um, and kind of was able to get back on her feet and, and so that we could deal with the pain and, of loss uh, and the emotional pain together uh, was definitely absolutely difficult. How did you deal with it in those first few weeks with your family, with your daughters, your wife? Yeah, so first let me say uh, my leadership all the way up the chain uh, was absolutely incredible. You know, as a tenant unit here at Shaw Air Force Base and being a part of the 365th group at Nellis, 363rd wing at Langley, you know, we're a tenant unit. So we're kind of here uh, in many ways alone and unafraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss immediately said, take off. Uh, you come back to work when you're ready to come back to work. You focus on your family, which really helped. And so I was able to kind of give uh, my all to my family to try and help get us all back onto a road of recovery. However, my squadron was absolutely incredible. Like mm. they really Your second family, my second family, my air force family. They, uh, my first sergeant, I can't say a million great things about him. He really took care of us. The squadron with the meal trains, the flowers, the cards, my deployed, my 18 deployed Warhawks, you know, sent flowers and cards. And, um, and really they, you know, when you're away from, you know, everybody else, all your family and the support system you normally have. I mean, they really had only been here for seven weeks. They rallied around me, and they took incredible care of us so that I could take care of my family. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm so glad you were able to take that time off because uh, we all need to take time to grieve. Uh, when we lose somebody, um, when we lose somebody important to our lives, we have to allow ourselves to experience the heartbreak, the sadness, those types of emotions. And it takes time, and it's a painful process. But it's necessary, not for us to move on, but for us to be able to move forward and to continue to excel in everything else that we do in our relationships and our job and so forth. And and I'm sure your family uh, really needed you at that point in time. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about how this experience impacted you guys or how you rallied around each other? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we had heard 
you know, the statistics of, you know, how many families and, and couples end up divorced or separated when you when you experience the loss of a child. And, mm-hmm. and for me and my wife, we did not want to become a, a statistic, mm-hmm. right? And so we we made a pact to each other that we were going to stay strong and we were going to be a, a stronger family because of it. We started to use a lot of the resources that are presented and provided to you by the Air Force. You know, I, even today, I still have my every other week appointment at the mental health clinic here at Shaw. The 20th Force Support Squadron took incredible care of our entire family and just the things that they have available to them. I lost, to be honest, I lost uh, my way with the gym, right? I probably uh, became the most unhealthy that I had ever been with regards to working out, eating healthy, eating right, and taking care of myself because I was so focused on taking care of my squadron when I got back to work. Just trying to find the energy to take care of my family, just trying to take care, find the energy to to get out of bed in the morning or not want to just go home at night and, and take a shower and, and many nights I, I'd get home from work and I'd cry. I'd go in the shower and I'd cry and and, and that was my way to kind of deal with everything and and, and get through the next day. Yeah. I, I think it's great that you're, you're sharing these things with us because that is actually a normal and very common uh, reaction. Uh, well, and one way to look at it is we only have so much energy in a day. And right. when we experience a loss like this, you could view it as almost a catabolic effect, not on your body, which is breaking down as opposed to anabolic growing up. And we have to realize that when you're focused at your work and you're doing something like command or you're supervising others and you're taking care of your family, something is going to fall off. And you have to give yourself grace to realize you can pick it back up. But at this moment, what's important is to focus on the task at hand. In this case, you had your presence with your family, you're taking care of them. You have your presence with your squadron who went through all kinds of things during that time. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you know, you put everyone before your, yourself. So the service, your family, etc. Then you can eventually pick this up. It's not an excuse. It's just a reality. There's only so much energy to go around. In command, so you come back to the squadron. You've been there for six weeks. This event happens. And what was it like? retaking like taking command again like walking back into that commander's office to be honest it was it was no different right when I came into work I just felt like the airmen and my team the amount of support that they had provided me and what they did to take care of my family when I showed back up to work and I walked in it was all business and you know I was doing everything I could to make sure that the entire leadership team cared for them, provided what they needed, took care of our deployed deployed members, and yeah, there was times where I would shut the door to my office, right, and, and I'd have a moment or two to myself, uh, kind of regroup, get my emotions back in together, call my wife, make sure that she was doing okay that, that day, and you know, there were times where, you know, maybe I might have to leave in the middle of the day to go home and pick my daughter from school or to, mm-hmm. and to take care of take care of my wife for a little bit and then and then come back to work and the entire team right we just kind of all took care of each other and you know things happened and you know for me I would have never thought that well I would have to go through something like that and then you know a few months ago I had a captain go through the same thing yeah and so for us I think it gave um, me and my wife an opportunity to not only kind of how do you how do you go through something like that, but as you walk back in and take command again, and then you have a captain go through the same thing, right? Now it's, right, utilize our experience to help her, help her and her husband kind of go through that and same loss. 
and one spiritual concept that comes up in many faith traditions is that when we go through something difficult, the purpose of it is to be able to learn the lessons to help others, which I know you already have done. What are, what's some advice you could give to maybe that supervisor, that commander, that airman who is going through this and they don't know how to put their life back together? I mean, they're, they're li maybe they're listening to this, they found it on iTunes, they're searching for it. What, what advice would you give? Yeah, I would say um, there's two angles to look at that, right? It's uh, the individual member that's going through that, that pain uh, and the loss and the hurt and then also the supervisor or commander that's, that's um, you know, leading that member that's going through that, that loss, I would say, from the individual that's going through it, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to go through the worst thing that you could ever go through, which is a loss of a child. But, uh, you know, every day is a new day. And although it takes a long time, in our case, it's been over 10 months, and there's still some days that extremely hard to get through and there's other days that you know fortunately I have two two little girls that I can you know I know that I need to be there for them and and raise them and, and when you come back to work right take advantage of all the resources that are available I can't tell you um, how much that's benefited me and my wife and my family to utilize not only the resources the FSS has but the medical group um, downtown and you know the chaplains and and everybody else i think that is just that has helped us uh, immensely get kind of get through this and, and continue to get through this because every day is a new day and it's still it's only been 10 months so it's still fresh and still hurts and, and that's something that uh we hear from a lot of people is that um they'll go through uh something like this they'll lose somebody significant and then they'll find that uh, the grief doesn't seem to ever leave them. If things get better, like you said, time moves on, and and you know, they start to get better. But sometimes it still hurts. It still hurts a lot. And, and so, like what you're saying, sir, I I think that's a good message. Is that um, there isn't a prescribed timeline for this. It's not like you you know take a few weeks or a few months and then all of a sudden you're done with it. Um, and it, it can ebb and flow too. I'm sure. I mean, there are probably some days where uh, you and your family are doing really well, and other times, um, you know, perhaps on like you know, the anniversary of his death, or you know, just certain recollections that happen from time to time really, uh, you know, hit you to the core. And so, how how do you deal during um, those times? So, there isn't a moment in the day that doesn't go by that I don't think about him, and think about what could be mm -hmm. driving down the road and seeing little boys out in the yard playing football thinking about right that could have been my son it's um it never goes away um the pain the grief um knowing how to deal with it or get through it will be forever mm -hmm. um There's also times, right, where I think, um, right, I might be having a better day and I, I smile because, right, I do have a son. He's just not here with me, but I do have him. Um, just not the way that we want. 
I think it's so important to recognize that he'll always be an impact on your life. He's always going to be there. And when we experience any kind of loss, again, as, as professionals in the Air Force, we expect any problem should be solved very quickly. And especially in Intel, it's like, well, I've got this problem set, I'm going to deal with it, I'm going to make a product and be good. We have to realize that this has a long-lasting impact on us and those around us. Um, so whether you're a commander or um, someone in the same squadron or a group, don't expect someone to say, oh, hey, I'm good in a week or a month or 10 months or a year or years. Mm -hmm. This is a lifelong, I mean, this is a lifelong impact. But there's a positive impact to this in the long run. Like you've learned how to get through such a difficult tragedy that now you can help others. That's right. I think that's why it's absolutely important for, you know, as we talked about earlier, but we didn't give an answer to, is um, the importance of supervisors and, and first sergeants and commanders and superintendents getting to know other people. Yep. Right? Everybody has differing levels of tragedy that they've been through, and it's it's getting to know them and and really getting to know them of what they've been through and how you can best support them when they show up to your squadron or you show up brand new and and you got to take that time to uh, to really get to know them and, and understand what their needs are to make sure that they know that they're being taken care of. That's excellent. Kind of along those same lines, sir, we talked in previous podcasts about something called post-traumatic growth. Unfortunately, a large number of our service members have experienced a type of traumatic situation which may or may not have been combat related and they right after that incident happens they struggle and they have a hard time but then you know maybe a few weeks months or even years later they learn something from that experience or it leads them to become a better version of themselves and they start to grow and become even stronger than they were prior to that can you tell us in what ways this has uh, caused you or your family to grow stronger yeah, I think um, first, most importantly, it has um, it has really brought together me and my wife and my kids to be a stronger knit group. Uh, secondly, um, I haven't always been the best at balancing home and, and work life. Right, we always preach it, and I haven't done I haven't always been the greatest at it. Unfortunately, had a, a few leaders that have done it um, better, and I've been able to kind of learn from them. But I think that going through this has really made me focus on the balance awesome. and and making sure that, not just for me, but making sure that my airmen know that you have to have a balance and, and you need to dedicate your time to your family, uh, particularly in a squadron like ours where our deployment tempo is so high and you will never know when some sort of tragedy happens. And so you need to invest the time that you have with every single member of your family. That's outstanding. And I do want to just commend you for what you've done with the 51st. In the midst of all this tragedy, you have a squadron that is amazingly tight-knit. They're growing. They win every award known to mankind. <laughs> and they really do care about each other. And they demonstrate the Wayman concept in a way that I have rarely seen in the last 15 years. So I just want to commend you for what you've done as a commander, sir. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for all the efforts you've done to work with your, on your family and yourself and on your squadron in the midst of this. You're really a credit of, uh, you're an example of what an Air Force officer should be. I absolutely agree. And your willingness to talk about these difficult things and to tell your story in this way, I think, is a great model for, for your airmen. Uh, and for any of the folks listening, um, to have that willingness to 
be vulnerable with folks and to share stories of hardship and how you've overcome them uh, that's actually really empowering um, and honestly it's the kind of leader that I think we all wish we yeah, had I totally agree. And, and would follow in a heartbeat um, any last um, any statement anything you'd like to ask of the audience before we close no I would just say that um, I appreciate the opportunity to share our story um, me and my wife have really tried to you know, be there in different support groups and, and be more verbal about the things that we've been through uh, just so that if we can help even one or two or three three others out there um, with what we've been going through, then I think it makes it all worthwhile. And we want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgen. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. And I'm Lieutenant Colonel Jason Culture. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us in the global address list. Finally, thank you for what you do for our nation. We hope you have a great day.